three, two, one. <coughs> Bless you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the People's Podcast. On today's episode, I have a good friend of mine named Adrian Ordonez. Um, we had a great conversation from a lot of things ranging from coffee to music to worship to ministry to this walk with God. Um, throughout this conversation today, we talked about Really, the big constant thing we kept coming back to was this idea of saying yes, saying yes to God, and how that simple thing is going to get you where you need to go, and how that simple truth has gotten us where we need to go. I think we found both through our conversation that all the times we were trying to grind and get after and make what, however people say, make money moves, we never got there. But it was the moment we just were enjoying the ride and just saying yes and walking it out. That was the times that we actually saw God's provision come through. It was a great conversation. You can follow this dude on Instagram at Adrian M. Ordonez. That is Adrian M. O R D O N E Z. In there, you can check out his website and Honest Sound. He also has an Instagram for it and Honest Sound, how it sounds, and space, honest space sound. It is a, let me read you his, um, a little bow for it a blog for worship guitar expression tips gears and community it is awesome there is so much knowledge in there a lot of things i don't even know what he's talking about but i know it's smart give it a check out um the well music which is the well church uh they actually just came off an ep he is on it the ep is called affection check it out that's also in his link in his um in his bio it is the Well Music official. Check it out. Check out the EP. It's awesome. It's great. I really hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Two Cities Coffee. Uh, I, uh, I've never, I always go to the Cup of Joy in Clovis mm-hmm. and I never went to Two Cities. And I'd always walk by it. So finally, uh, probably it was like two weeks ago, I decided, I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to give them a try. Mm-hmm. At worst, I spent five dollars on coffee I didn't like, <laughs> and it was so good. It was, it's pretty bomb. Yeah, I, I bought uh, a couple bags. I think the first time I had their, their <laughs> coffee was at the farmers market in Brew Park. Okay. Uh, I tried maybe a latte or something like that back when I can drink lattes. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I brought a bag home. I cannot remember what exact blend it was. It was like Santa something, maybe the Santa Santa Cruz or Santa Rosa or something like that. Yeah. But it had some really good notes to it. I think it was like chocolate, a little bit of caramel, and like some floral notes. Okay. And it was amazing. Yeah. I have not gone back and bought coffee, but because yeah. <laughs> that, that was like during my time, I'm just like exploring all these different blends yeah. and different companies. What's your favorite coffee company overall to buy from, period? Do you have, do you have like a top one? For the longest time, it was Lana Coffee Co. Okay. Uh, they were my go-to for handful of years both uh, different kinds of blends and all these different kinds of like cold brews and all these different like concoctions that they had yeah lana was my go-to i feel like right now because ever since i moved i'm exposed to all these different like coffee shops and a lot more yeah now so it's easier to just like walk in pick up a bag and go home um so i've been doing a lot of uh cup of joys uh costa rica blend okay uh that's really good and also uh stump towns um I think it's like it's like their medium blend that they have at Target right now. It's in a yellow bag. Okay, I know what you're talking. Yeah, I don't that, know the name of it, but I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that has been kind of like my go-to also. Um, but it's one of those ones that, or if I'm in a market and I need coffee, I'll I'll grab Stumptown. Yeah, yeah. They're usually I try to stay stray away from coffees that are sold at Targets and Walmart. Yeah. I just person, but Stumptown is really good. I've mm-hmm. never had a bad experience. Yeah. My favorite coffee company, hands down, that I've ever shot from, I actually saw from you. I don't know if I asked you or if I saw a picture of it, but I was like, I'm going to try it. And I, I love it, dude. It's amazing. They don't have a, they only have like a a handful of blends, but I've like been satisfied of every single one. Mm -hmm. They're so good. And they always send cool knit necks, which I find that cool. Yeah, you see my water bottle? Look at it. It's just all iron coffee. Yeah, for real. Their stuff is really good too. My only thing is like, when I want coffee, I want it now. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I get you. So I put it in order and wait maybe a week or so. It's a yeah. little bit taxing, but it is worth it. Their coffee yeah. is worth it. It's really good. That is one perk about working at Starbucks, even though, you know, it, it is what it is. We don't even need to go there. Mm-hmm. But I do get it. That's nice knowing that I have coffee right now I can get whenever I want. Just kind of keep the keep the urge down. Yeah. It helps. So, bro, um, and on a sound, that's, is that your – Yeah. You created that whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Anyone, I'm going to put the link 
to this it's it's your website but you also have an instagram for it yeah i have an okay. instagram and i have a youtube channel but if you go to um <laughs> instagram just click on the link it'll give you all the information and stuff that you need for that that thing is so dope i i've come across it randomly just in my explorer mm -hmm. and i'll forget like that's yours and then i'll like like dude this is these graphics are so cool and like it's so <laughs> like and i'm not crazy in the music but i find myself watching him like oh this is so dope like what inspired that? What inspired, where did your music, your passion for music come from? My passion for music came from probably as a kid, just always having music on in the house. Okay. Um, there was always like um, a consistent musician that was always on in my house was Bruce Springsteen. Okay. He was always on. We always had like um, oldies and Motown stuff like that too. And um, once I started to get my own taste and flavor for music, that's mm -hmm. when I was kind of really able to develop like, okay, what's going to be my identity? What's going to be yeah. my kind of music that I'm into? And I have gone through so much, so many different phases. I want to say my first real phase was uh, like punk rock. Yeah. I was really into like underground uh, 1977 punk rock started with like, the Sex Pistols, then I move over to like the UK Subs, and then Charge GBH. All these different bands were like, "This is what this is me." This I'm yeah. punk rock. Like I had half my hair dyed blonde. <laughs> I had it all spiked and studs. The Dark Martin. You you really I was deep into it. I got to find some pictures and show you later. Oh yeah, for sure. But <laughs> hey, it's part of the story though, yeah. right? Uh, so then that that was me. That I was like so into punk rock, going to all these shows. I had a punk rock band in LA for a little bit. For, what was the name of it? Uh, what were we called? Oh my gosh, it is Lou. Oh, um, Daft. Daft. We were called Daft. I don't know why at the time. I think my drummer, his this girl that he like recommended the name. Yeah. And we just went with it. So we're like, all right. Fine. No need for context. Yeah. We were just like, it sounds cool. <laughs> and you guys want me to be the singer? Cool. I can't do that, but fine, let's do it. Right? Is uh, that how they all are? It's yeah. all good. Uh so then I was so into that. And this is when I lived in Los Angeles at the time. Yeah. So my parents were all like, oh hey, let's move to Fresno. And I'm like, first of all, where is that? Yeah. <laughs> and second, like, no, I do not want to do that. I hate that. That sounds like a terrible idea for me. But uh, it happened either way. And over here in Fresno, that scene isn't really, it's pretty much like non-existent. Yeah. You'll find some small corners in the city that are, where that kind of uh, like culture is. Mm -hmm. But it's not as big as it, as it is in L.A. Yeah. So I kind of had to dumb it down a little bit. And kind of really get used to where I was living. Um, I lived in Easton, which is out. It's out in the boonies. It's out in the country. Like yeah. my neighbors were cows. Like that's that was my life for maybe about mm, eight years or so, eight to ten years. So you went straight from LA mm -hmm. to Easton. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a change. It was such a drastic change, and I kind of. Uh, this was at the time like my parents still had like some say over my life. So yeah. Like, yeah. You can't dress like that to school anymore. <laughs> so I had to go back to uh, like, if you think my jeans are tight right now, you should have seen them back then. <laughs> so I had to just go back to just regular fitted jeans and just t-shirts. And um, did it feel weird? It felt so awkward and uncomfortable. And I think I just didn't care really too much about how I looked. So my okay. hair got long and, it was just a really awkward phase for me. Yeah. And I, but I did manage to find some friends. They were all into these like pop rock, pop rock, like trendy bands like AFI and just uh, Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Pretty much everything that I hated. Every. <laughs> but, yeah. But I, I made friends out of them. And, yeah. Um, then I kind of moved a little bit into like metal and like hardcore. The scene, the scene scene was big here in, in Fresno. Like yeah. all the emo hair to the side. Oh yeah. Like coontails and all this oh, other yeah, stuff. It, it, how I don't we... know why. I guess that was like the closest to punk rock that I can get. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll just gravitate towards that. So I started getting into bands like um, Bless the Fall, Amberlynn, um, uh, quite a few different bands. That was pretty like, pretty deep into um so but the best part about that phase is that when i is when i really started going to church yeah because i was never into worship music we did go to church a little bit in la but it wasn't okay. anything that was like 
that really impacted it us. It wasn't heavy or anything. It wasn't heavy. Okay. And um, I started going to, uh, well, <laughs> funny story. My A cousin of mine uh, kind of dragged me along to go into a youth group. Yeah. Uh, she skipped out on a midweek service and she's like, oh, me and Adrian will go to the Tuesday youth. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. why, are you, why are you throwing my name in this? But uh, I ended up going and um, it actually turned out to be probably like the best decision ever okay. for me um, because it, uh, it had a huge impact for the rest of my life pretty much. My, my life was never the same after that. Okay. And then I started getting into like Hillsong. Yeah. And, was was it was it immediate or did was it a process or well, well, what did that journey look like? Well, I the only like youth group I had been to before was just like oh let's let's get together read a scripture and then we're just gonna play some sports. Yeah. So I never really had like a service and really been exposed to any kind of like worship music. Okay. So um, I sat there listened to the band like an actual live band playing and yeah I was like, oh, okay this is kind of cool um and then i went another week after that and i kind of really enjoyed it even more so and then i found myself at a sunday morning service mm-hmm. and um i heard uh the, the the worship leader at the time playing keyboard and it sounded very 80s and a little i'll, I'll be honest a little dated yeah, but at the time I was like, "Oh, this is cool! Like, this is all new to me." Just because it's all live yeah. and it was there, yeah. Uh, hearing uh, an electric guitar and drums and stuff like that. Well, actually, they didn't have an electric guitar. Player. Yeah. So a little bit, I was like, "Hmm, like if they need one." Yeah. Uh, right. But also at this time, I was um, such a beginner guitar player. I still consider myself very like basic. <laughs> You're humble, bro. You're humble. That's good. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, things just just started rolling, and I found started to find myself getting more involved and going to like youth church more consistently. And um, some of my like interest in music started to you know fade out a little bit, and I got more into worship because this was just a whole new thing to me. Like yeah, punk rock, metal, rock and roll; those are all kind of very similar to each other. Yeah. Um, but worship music, something that you can express. Uh, not only just as yourself, but with a community, with a gathering. And it's not just for the sake of music, but it's yeah. for uh, his glory and yeah. his purpose and to worship him and to feel a connection with something other than just music Yeah, is something that I've never experienced before. And it kind of like hooked me like immediately. So what was it? Uh, just trying to dig in because mm-hmm. you, you said um, it was new. It was something fresh because mm-hmm. you're right. Those other sounds are very similar. Mm-hmm. Was it? Was it like a big part of it, the music, because it was so different? Or do you think a lot of it had to do like with that, but also the deepness and the connection, the community that you were like longing for had to do with that too? Yeah, it kind of had to do with the music and the message and purpose behind the music. Okay. Uh, Because uh, I feel like for any musician, the first thing you're going to listen to is music especially if that's if you're into drums you're gonna listen to the drums of course you're gonna listen to guitar and then when you actually have time to just sit and listen to what the song is about and the lyrics that they're projecting it it kind of grabs you in a different way like yeah okay like i heard the music i heard the musicianship all that stuff but this is something completely different this is something i could chew on and just really digest okay and i think once i started doing that it um it really got a hold on me and I found myself in a place where I'm just like, this is all I want right now. Like, this is all I want to listen to. This is all I want to be around. Like, yeah. Um, and at the time, I didn't really know, like, I got, I had the concept of, like, being saved. Okay. But not really, like, dedicated and, um, like, fully into, like, what's happening. Yeah. Um, but eventually, a conference happened, like, a youth conference. And it was actually like the first time that they had me play. I pl- the first song, <laughs> yeah, I ever played was "Take It All" by Hillsong. Oh yeah, I know that and one. And I'm pretty sure I, 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 I'm pretty sure I botched it. I'm pretty sure I blew it up. But uh, <laughs> and I, I was that kid that show up with my guitar, and my amp. Do you guys need me today? No. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna leave this right here. Um, yeah. But yeah, and at that conference, they they had an altar call, and then I committed myself to God, and I was just like, all right, like. I came to this random town for this random reason, 
but I'm believing God, you are not random. Like you had this all planned out. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it all to you. What, what was that moment like whenever you up, what caused their, um, cause it sounds like there was an accumulation effect mm-hmm. that got to that moment of salvation. Mm-hmm. But I think this is something big that people wonder why, like, what is it about that moment that made you, was it a feeling? Was it just, you're like, you know what, this is just making sense. Was it all of the above in like that actual moment in the youth conference where you just made the decision, like, I'm actually going to give it all to this. Yeah, it, it was, it was a draw. Okay. It was just like the stirring in my heart and it was like this voice in my ear where it was kind of just like God was just like, you're here for a reason. All I need to do is just take this one step and then I'll take you the rest. And um, it, what's funny is that every time I've had like a really big decision to make in my life, I've had that exact same moment. Yeah. Every single time. And every single time he has never let me down. Okay. Even though in those moments, I'm just like, I have no clue what I'm getting myself into. Right. I have no idea how this is going to look. I have no idea idea how this is going to work out. But I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to hope for the best. And then if I fall flat on my face, I'm going to get back up, and I'm going to say yes, God, again. Okay. So, yeah, it, it, it was kind of just one of those things where I'm just like, all right, all I got to do, all the work that you're asking me to do is just to say yes. Okay. It was, it was a drawing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's dope. So yeah, man, I think um I think that's such a pivotal moment. Like I remember and the reason I asked you, like, what was that moment like in Dean? Cause I remember um seeing people, because I had a similar story where I wasn't in the church. I ended up going to the youth group mm-hmm. and like through that community. But I remember being in there and uh seeing people talk about these moments they had these encounters at except it would always be like at winter camps because we yeah. didn't do youth conference. But you know, yeah, it's all the same, one's this cold. I remember always like being like in my head, like, well, what's that like? What's that like? What does it look like? Cause I don't know what it looks like for me. Like it, 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 like I wanted it so bad, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love picking people's brain and be like, so what was that moment like? Cause for like, I feel like it's similar, but it's different. Yeah. Which is cool about God. You know how like it's, it's so unique to people. Yeah. Like he knows how to speak to you where you need. Mm-hmm. So yeah, dude, that's so cool. Okay. Yeah. Hillsong bro. Hillsong is crazy. How long Hillsong has been around. Seriously. Like, Looking at like how old like Joel Houston is and like right. how everybody's getting just older, having kids and all this other stuff. I'm just like, what happened? <laughs> it's crazy. Like I remember when I was younger and hearing Hillsong and now I'm older and I'm still hearing Hillsong and it says they're just, they're so good. Yeah. I love it. It's awesome. Speaking about Hillsong and church and all that, mm-hmm. you're at the well. Yeah. The well community church. Okay. The well community church. Mm-hmm. So I've never been to the well. I've heard a lot about the well. Mm-hmm. A lot of great things. A lot mm-hmm. of awesome things. How'd you get there? Well, it was kind of another one of those moments where uh, I felt like a tug to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just me now. It's also my wife. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of had to find um, where we both felt like we can call home and feel comfortable and feel like we can also grow and serve. Yeah. And we tried a couple of different churches um, here in Fresno, and we had like two that we were thinking of going to. Um, I was I was a little drawn to one, and she was a little drawn to the other. Yeah. And um, uh, we we went to a service at the well, and we had been to a couple before, and they had their production is so good, it's so amazing. Yeah. I'm such like a person for aesthetics and setup and same, production. Same. Same. So. But this service, um, it was just a worship pastor on acoustic guitar and um, a keyboard player That's Yeah, it, on a Sunday morning. Simple. Yeah. And I just remember just being so, like, taken and just so, like, overwhelmed. And I just felt like this is where I'm planning my roots. Like, this is, yeah. is going to be home. And I remember driving home with my wife and I told her um this is home yeah i don't know what it was about that service it was just so simple so intimate the word was amazing um it it just it just felt right it just it was beyond logic it was just like in your in your heart you kind of knew this mm-hmm. is where and it, it's funny too because coming from a smaller church to such a big church yeah i felt like like an ant <laughs> yeah right <laughs> when it, when and how am i going to be able to play music amongst these like freaking like all-stars and yeah it, it and things just started happening one thing after another. And uh, 
I found like a really great leader who kind of really like developed me and mm -hmm. pushed me to be um, better, uh, not only as a musician, but as a, as a follower of Christ and uh, as a, as a friend, as a husband, as a servant. And ever, ever since we decided to call the well home, um, God has just been doing some amazing things in my life and my wife's life and both of us together. And, yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's just been literally a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. One thing that really, uh, like kind of light bulb for me when you were talking about all that was I definitely relate to that uh, in terms of whenever you, um, when you're searching for a church and you know, like you want to make it home, like you think bigger, like, well, it's like, I gotta be a place for me and my wife and our ch children when we have children and all that. And I remember that's how we were at our church celebration. It was like the same thing. Like it was, we went to a service and it was all cool. And it was like, you go to a few of mm -hmm. them and we went to one that was this plain, uh, it was just like that, like beyond like logic. It just made sense, mm -hmm. you know? So I definitely relate to you there. One thing you were saying, though, you're talking about, uh, you kind of had like a mentor. It sounds like you came and started developing you and really helping lead you. Yeah, that's a season. That's something I'm really on right now. And like, and I don't know if you would call it a season or whatever, but really just learning in depth what mentorship is. Because mm -hmm. when I think of my life, not like even minus ministry, just becoming a Christian, like the biggest thing I think saved me. And obviously, it was Jesus. But God puts people in your life mm -hmm. was mentors. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if I didn't have the mentors I had and have, like, I would not be where I am right now. I'd probably be in jail or done something <laughs> stupid. Yeah. But I think that's something that's so important. I want to hear uh, your thoughts on it. Like, what was a mentor like to you? Mm -hmm. What was the pro to a mentor? Like, what was the pros of having a mentor? And what did that relationship look like and mean like to you? To me, a mentor and a great leader is someone who could, who can give people direction and help them grow, but not forget that they're also human themselves mm. uh, and not allow a name or a label or a title become their identity. Yeah. But them being a shepherd yeah. um, and a friend and a servant be their identity and to be able to say that they messed up, mm -hmm. to be able to say like, uh, I'm not perfect but um, let's not be perfect together. Yeah. And uh, let's, let's do life together. Yeah. And to be able to uh, encourage someone that might not even know that they need encouragement. Mm -hmm. um, for example, uh, uh, my worship pastor, Josh, Josh Tillis, he, um, he's just a ball of energy and he's so much fun. And he really knows how to get a person to want to grow and to want to be more and to want to um, understand how how someone can draw closer, even though they already feel like they're super close already yeah. uh, to God and be able to um, serve within, within a community and develop community mm -hmm. and to develop oneself to become um, – even more that you probably would have even thought that you could have been. Yeah. And um, it, it's just something that I was really looking for for a long time. And um, I kind of found that without even really looking for it. I was yeah. just like, okay, like I'm, how old was I at the time? I was, I was like 28. Like who's going to mentor a 28-year-old? Yeah. I'm married for I think about five years at the time. Like <laughs> Like what, what can someone like offer me really? Yeah. And I just happened to step into the well and found this amazing leader and not only, not only Josh, but amongst others that was able to like craft and mold and shape me and, uh, prove that there was still so much more for me to learn. Yeah. And, um, with that kind of mentorship, it really became something that I like honored and held to like such a high degree at, but at the same time like but they're i'm not making an idol out of that like yeah they're people just like me they're my friends like we all messed up yeah and um it is it's just been something that i really hold as mentorship and great leadership and that they like sometimes i even forget their pastors right just because they're so chill so cool yeah. we're, we're friends i'm just like oh yeah it's like so beyond that yeah 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 and like oh yeah you're you're 
pastor. Yeah. <laughs> like after being around them for so long and having to realize that, you're like, oh yeah, yeah that's right. But um, yeah, that that's that type of mentorship, mentor, mentorship really um, made a huge impact in my life. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think that's so true. Isn't it funny how a lot of times when you're looking for it, you don't find it, but mm-hmm. when you're just enjoying a ride, that's when you real like you step on your like, oh shoot, I actually found what I was looking for, not yeah. realizing what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's so true. And mentor, same thing with me and my mentor. Like I didn't realize I had a mentor to like. I had a step, I was like, oh, wait, this guy's like my mentor now. He's like, <laughs> yeah. or like in leadership, I didn't realize like going to the meeting place church. I was like, man, I just want to, like, I had this, like this heart and desire to serve in mm-hmm. this certain place. And then like, it wasn't until like I stopped looking for it mm-hmm. and I actually didn't want to go there. I realized like, oh wait, I'm actually where I wanted to be. I think it's so important to, and, and I think that like takes me to like, you got to enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. Cause one, if you're trying to fight it, you're never going to get there. Yeah. And I think just it's the process and the journey about like learning to enjoy the ride and enjoy this and with people. And I think what you, you hit it on the nail and I never thought about like that. Like, you know, they're good mentors when you don't even see them as the pastor. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. Like uh, yeah. my main mentor, he was my old pastor at my uh, church. I went to in Carruthers. His name's Grant. Mm-hmm. I never call him pastor. Like, I don't see him like that. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll tell people, I'm like, and it's not like, it's not a bad thing. Like it's like, so beyond like Mm -hmm. pastor. It's like, this is like, it's like almost another parent to you. Like Mm -hmm. it's like a parent and a brother all at the same time. And I think that's like the beauty of church and community. I Mm -hmm. think people get so lost in like the, like, like what it is. Like, I think the big thing is community. Like, I think people go to church for the people. Yeah. The messages are awesome. And I'm sure like the well, like their aesthetic is cool and their worship is great. The messages are good. Mm -hmm definitely there but like i'm sure you go there Mm -hmm. for the people in Mm -hmm. the community yeah and i think that's something we need in life and i think that's something we almost shy away from and i think it's like the whole vulnerability thing and being open thing and i think it's hard and it sounds like that's something where you maybe without even knowing it i've gotten comfortable because like you were saying earlier how like you came from LA and you're all the hair yeah. and all that. <laughs> and you kind of just naturally conformed to this group and you made some friends and then you realize that like, you got into this church scene and you kind of went there like naturally conforming mm-hmm. without realizing it. And it kind of took you where you needed to go. Mm-hmm. It was that hard at all. Like the trans, cause it seemed like it was pretty big transitions yeah. for you. Like there was no easy jump. Was it hard? Did it feel weird, uncomfortable and natural? The hardest part was just getting from LA to here. Yeah. Afterwards, um, having to make friends, it, it had its hard times. Um, I'm kind of a quiet person in general. Like, okay. I'm not the person to walk into a room and like everyone is like all their eyes are on me. I'm pretty chill yeah. and relaxed. Um, but once I got to, um, at, like you said, like confirmed to like where I'm at and like who I'm around and who I'm talking to, I was able to be comfortable pretty quickly. Okay. And um, what also really helped were people that, that were very welcoming. Yeah, like it wouldn't have been so easy um, if I weren't around people that were just like, "Hey, how are you doing? What's your name? You know, who are you? Tell us your story." This and yeah, that. and then bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it um it uh it really helped being around people that were that weren't just interested like that just weren't interested in another body coming to the church. Yeah, they were interested in like this person and this soul walking to their doors, and it uh after that it became really easy. Uh, yeah so like i said just moving from la to fresno which is such a huge difference yeah that was really the only hard part after that things just started falling into place and um i kind of feel like honestly my whole life has just been stuff falling into place like really yeah having to ask for it it just kind of happens yeah and it's like when i when i first moved here and i started like getting into like the word and, and studying like scripture and I kind of wanted to find a scripture that def- defined me being here in Fresno. And that happened to be um, Jeremiah 29, 7. Uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. It's pretty much like pray for the city that I've carried you into exile. Yeah. For if it prospers, you too shall prosper. Yeah. And some translations also say, if you find peace, you will find peace. Yeah. So I'm kind of just like, okay, I'm here in Fresno. Let me find some peace. Let me try and make this city prosper. Just make the best out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of take that to every like huge thing in my life. Like it's not like an actual like city, uh, but my city can be something else. My city could be, 
my marriage, my yeah. city can be my home, my city can be a relationship yeah. or whatever. And I've kind of taken that word with me every step of the way. And um, it has really, um, uh, really helped out when it came to new things, mm-hmm. a new church, new opportunities. Um, and I just take that that mindset, like, what city am I going to have to pray for this this time? Yeah. Around, so. Okay, I like it. Yeah. I think it's so interesting. And um, we were kind of saying on a little break that we had a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And people who listen to the podcast, I know, I wish I could say I'm just, it, it's live all the way through, but it's not. I'm not that good. I'm sure you're that good at talking. I'm not. I need a, I, I like having security of breaks. But uh, one thing we were, we were saying is mm-hmm. that uh, it's so crazy. Like these people we looked up to when we were younger were them. Mm-hmm. And that's not an arrogant thing, but like you, you don't realize it. Like you're like, oh shoot, now there's people watching me. And I'm yeah. what, and I think like we've all heard like, you know, this journey is a journey of trust. It's a journey of faith. Just keep walking. You'll get there. Mm-hmm. And are like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> but, but it's so true. And like, and it's it's so true and it's so humbling and it's so real, like how real it is. And like, you know, Steve Jobs said this once. He was like, you never realize how far you come till you look back. You need mm-hmm. to look back and you realize, oh, it made sense. Like you're saying, like, it just fell into place yeah. and it didn't make sense and it's awesome. But like when you're in it, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And isn't it isn't it crazy and humbling like how like we know this? Like we've experienced it. Like like I've I've been through so much. And if it wasn't by the grace of God, like things that made no sense. And if I had it my way. I would have not taken those things because they look so wrong, but they were so perfect. Mm-hmm. And the timing was so perfect. It was like so beyond what I needed. And it took me to like places I would never thought I would have been. Mm-hmm. And how even walking that life out, I still yet find myself like, this doesn't make sense. This is going to be a bad yeah. idea. And I think that's something I try to tell people because I think it's so easy because I've been there and you've been there to see the people on the stage and think they got it figured out mm-hmm. right like yeah. you're like they got it figured out and then you get to know them you're like oh they don't and that's not bad <laughs> yeah and i and I, I wish and this is something i really try to stress to people all the time like no matter where you're on the journey because it doesn't matter it's, it's not a time thing it's 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 that's doesn't matter as much but like you got to enjoy the process mm-hmm. because it's going to get so easy to think like when i get there mm-hmm. i got it Mm-hmm. Like when I can play guitar like you, I got it. You know, <laughs> when I can have a cool Instagram like you or take cool photos like you or speak like you, I have it. Uh-huh. And the reality is, is it's it's about the journey. Because mm-hmm. when you get here, you realize it was never about the the destination per se. Like you, we always look back like, oh, it made sense. But today's crazy and I'm going to probably die today because it doesn't make sense. And I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. And like it, it's such a journey of trust. We're like. If I didn't have God in my life, and I'm sure you can attest to this because like I'm relating to your story so much, I'm like, who knows where we where we would have ended up? Yeah. Like if it was left up to our own intuition of like, mm, let's see how this plays out. Like I'm sure you would have stayed in LA, and I'm sure you're so happy you came here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, it's, like everything has just happened in a way where, like how you said, the journey is so confusing and doesn't make sense. But looking at where I am now, like it makes the most sense yeah like for example me and my wife we attended a uh a spanish speaking church hey we don't speak spanish hey. <laughs> so, but it felt like what we needed to do we don't know uh how or, or or why but deep in my soul i was just like we need to go here and it was uh my aunt my uncle's uh church uh temple de alabanza yeah they had a uh uh uh, a church in Easton. Now they're back at Praise Chapel Fresno Fridays. I think they're at seven o'clock. So yeah. If you guys want to check that out. Yeah. Uh, so um, we were just like, I have no idea what we're getting ourselves into, but this, this feels right. Yeah. So um, after serving there for a little bit, which was probably some of the best like times in, in, in worship and in ministry I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like I've developed so much after that. Um, now being at the well community church, we have a, uh, Spanish service and I just mentioned that like mm-hmm. oh yeah I sang at a Spanish church for a little bit um, now they've had me consistently at least like once a month serving yeah and I'm just like if it weren't for going to the to to uh, we call it TDA for sure for sure yeah if it weren't for going to TDA I wouldn't be able to do this now yeah and it's just one of those things where God is just like trust me in this because it's going to pay off for you later on right 
um, even though it may seem crazy, may not may not make sense. Uh, and they they were able to uh, to uh, help us out. They they had like uh, uh, translations and bilingual stuff mm-hmm. like that going on for us. That made it real easy for my wife and I. And um, yeah, just looking at the things I'm able to do now because of when I said yes, God. Yeah. Um, it, it just blows my mind. I'm kind of just like, how how the heck did I even end up here? Right. <laughs> like, what if I said no? Like, I definitely would right. be But um, it's just having to trust God and, and the journey. Yeah. And the destination pays off. There's there's a verse I love, and I'm 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 the worst person at quoting scripture. Like I envy, and I'm just gonna be honest to people who can just quote scripture, just like pull it out and just know. Like it says this in this book. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm being real. <laughs> But there's a, a scripture that goes some. It's in Book of Proverbs. I got that down, mm-hmm. and it says something like, you know, a man estab- a man has a plan. Like basically, a man plans his course, but God establishes his steps. Like God knows. Like you may have a plan, mm-hmm. but like God, God knows where you're going. And I think it's simply just like God looks for your yes. He doesn't care about your talent or your mm-hmm. skill. Like, and that's the honest truth. Like you're so you're very talented at what you do, and it's very obvious and it's very evident because you've worked hard at it and you're great. And I'm sure if I asked you, you wouldn't say you're talented, which shows is the indicator you're pretty talented, you know? <laughs> like but like it God just simply wants your yes. Mm-hmm. Like and I think that's one thing I've been privileged to have. Um having the opportunity of growing up in a small church and seeing all different levels of church from the highs to the lows and mean like one common thing. Like I thought when I meet these pastors who are up here mm-hmm. They're going to have it. And they don't. Yeah. They're just people. And like, if I were to talk to them, I'd be like, so what was, what, so how do you become a good speaker? They're like, I just, I don't, I'm, am I a good speaker? Mm. And it's like, no, but what's the secret sauce? And yeah. you're like, it's yes. Like, yeah. what are you guys drinking? Like, like, <laughs> what are you drinking? And what's Kool-Aid? Yeah. But like, it's a yes. And I think that's like the simple truth of Jesus. And it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I think we almost don't want it to make sense because I think one, we feel underqualified and that's so human. And I think also, yeah. Two, it makes us have to, like, it's simple. Like, there's no, you can't underqualify yourself so you don't have to. Like, God just wants yes. And I mm-hmm. think when you just say yes, like, who knows where you will end up. Yeah. And it's crazy. And it's always worth it. And it's perfect in the end. Yeah. And the past couple of years, like, I feel like God has been really answering, like, the desires of my heart. Yeah. But I've kind of just said, like, I, I think I might have mentioned it earlier, but I mm-hmm. haven't really lifted, like, a finger or gone out of my way to ask. Yeah. Like, Hey, can I do this? Or hey, I want to do this. Or can you guys let me do this? Yeah, things just happen. Like last year, one of the biggest things I wanted to do was to, like, in some form, some fashion, record music. Yeah, uh, especially a live worship. Okay. Last year we cut an EP. I saw that to yeah. uh, today on the um, one of your social one medias. Of them, yeah. One of your <laughs> cr- many heavy followed social medias. And, um, <laughs> It was just, I, I remember getting a, a message uh, from our, our pastors like, hey guys, we're going to cut a an EP, a live worship, and want you to be a part of it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I felt like a 16-year-old kid. Yeah. I text my wife, oh my gosh, we're going to do a, a, some live music. Like, <laughs> it yeah. just totally blew my mind. And um, it, it, it still kind of feels like unreal. Like, yeah. People can hear my guitar playing uh, on a on a on Spotify or iTunes or yeah. whatever, and um, that that was just something that I was so honored to be a part of. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, like some of these guys that I play with, they're they're like they're top shelf. Like yeah. they're like some of the best musicians like I've ever had the privilege to be around. And they're gonna have little old Adrian from uh, South Central yeah. <laughs> go on and play guitar with them. Uh, but yeah, and, and just other opportunities that kind of like have fallen on my lap or I'm just like, you yeah. were never looking for them. Yeah. All I had to do was just say yes. Yeah. All I had to do was say yes. And, um, it's, it's just in like how I said earlier, an amazing roller coaster because I'm, I'm like, Oh, I did this really cool thing. All right. Let me just go back to serving on Sundays and I'll be fine. Oh, what? We're going to play at Fresno state on the lawn. Okay, cool. I'm just going to go back to serving and then, Oh, we're cutting the EP. Like, what, like God, what are you doing? Because this is nuts. It was all just being faithful. Yeah, and I think that's a a, a season. Uh, I'm not gonna say season. I keep saying that's a season. I'm in for everything. Everything's a season. <laughs> I mean, it's just one big season. Yeah, that's a, a something. That was a hard truth I had to learn recently. And um, 
coming to celebration, like one thing I really want to do, like I want to be a pastor. I want to be a preacher. I like, that's what I want to do with my life and what that looks like. I don't know. I just know like I want to do this, Yeah, you know? And one thing I, I had a, the privilege of having one of my mentors tell me like all the time, just like cutthroat, just straight up, mm-hmm. which sometimes you need people to be like, yo mm-hmm. dog, like let's be straight up. And he was always telling me, he's like, stop trying to chase it. Mm-hmm. He's like, stop trying to fight. It. He's like, you're, he's like, you're trying to use your own will and get there. He's like, stop. You're not going to get there like that. He's like, just be okay with where you're at and just enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. And he would tell me he's like, trust. And he, and he's a preacher who's, who's well-known and, and is starting to get uh, more well-known. He's like, now it always makes, what did you do? How did you do it? Like, what was the opportunity? Like, he's like, you know what it was? It was me just not trying. Mm-hmm. He's like, I would just serve. Mm-hmm. He's like, and I just walked it out. And I'm learning in my life, like the moments things happen where I'm like, man, like, like we started a young and old school, man, we're seeing growth, man. I got this podcast I want to do for so long. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't the moments where it actually happened were the moments where I wasn't trying to make it happen. I was right. just like, God, yes. And let's just try it and let's see. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, I think the key to the grind is not to not grind, mm-hmm. but to like say yes. And I think that's a simple truth. And I think that's going to be the theme of this episode is yeah. just like legit say yes and yeah. just be okay with your timing, not being your timing. Mm-hmm. And I think what it really comes down to, if we just break it down as much as we can and got to the root of it was, are you going to live the life you want to live mm-hmm. or the life God's designed you to live? Mm-hmm. And I think, and this is my opinion. I want to hear your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. I think you can get to heaven trying to force your way and make ground and take ground and ministry or whatever. I think you could still get to heaven like that if you have that relationship with God. But I think God has such a life designed for you now. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of life would it be for you to just work and try to get what's yours and use your own power now just to get to heaven and God to say like, that's cool. You tried that, but look what I had for you. Mm-hmm. Like I had so much more. If you would have just stopped trying to fight it. Yeah. Like, isn't it crazy how when we all first get saved, we realize how much we need Jesus and mm-hmm. we can't do anything on our own. I can't even wake up without saying, God, thank you for yeah. like saving me. And then a few years down the road, we get a little skilled and we're like, I got this. Yeah. And I think that's the key, uh, the humble heart like you have and you keep, repeatedly saying like i don't know what i'm doing bro you're good you're so good at what you do but i think it's that spirit of like yeah. like the humble spirit of like i know i really don't like like i know you hear me saying it and you mm-hmm. probably think i'm saying it to sound cool but i really don't think i have it like you know and i think that's the key and it's that yes spirit of like because as much as you say like you see these guys who are top shelf and i'm mm-hmm. sure they are like i could tell you they are i'm sure people look at you and are like man if this dude is like <laughs> this dude's top of the line you know mm-hmm. but i think it's the humble spirit you know the bible says and we've heard this and seen this in life like it's the arrogant spirit like that's going to get you to the fall the moment you think it had something to do with you Mm -hmm. because i think the reality is god doesn't need us he wants us which is awesome Mm -hmm. so yeah dude it says it says crazy and the more we talk about and hearing your story the more like it reiterates like man i really am just i need to stop trying to fight it and force it it's Mm -hmm. just just be cool with it yeah it's just having to say yes and just being available yeah that's all it really is and like and to kind of like also uh, put some input into that, it also takes having to say no or not today in the sense of like, uh, well, for both of us, we're both married. Yeah. Um, what I've been having to do recently is to make sure I don't make ministry or serving like a mistress. Mm. Like, oh, I want to go and I want to go do this. I'm yeah. going to go here and go do that. I'm going to do all these like 10 different things in this one week. Yeah. You know, and then, um, um, but then I don't want to be like, oh yeah, my wife. Like, yeah. Right. Know, it's having to be like, um, and <laughs> this is pretty funny. I, I always like run something by my wife first before committing to it. Yeah. And because I love doing it so much, sometimes I'm just like, why not? <laughs> yeah, right. But it, it makes total sense because it's like I, I can't have one or the well, I can just have my wife. That's totally fine. Like, yeah, that's totally perfect. Um, but I can have opportunities to spend time with my wife at home, or we go out to go have dinner or yeah. something like that, and then I can go play this weekend. You know, yeah. Instead of like playing um, Tuesday, playing Wednesday, mm-hmm. playing Thursday, and then playing Sunday all day or something like that. Yeah, right. And then. Um, uh, I come home and I'm too tired to do anything else. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it, even though it pains me to hit like deny or decline on like planning center or something like that. Yeah. I know hitting the decline is um, going to be very valuable for me because I get to spend time with my wife uh, 
I get to, we get to do like projects together uh, in our home. Yeah. Um, different things like that. And um, in, in, in that sense, having to say no or not today and having leadership that's not going to like beat you down for saying, yeah. like, why, why can't you play this weekend? Yeah. Just being able um, to hit the client and knowing that they're going to be like, okay, we understand. That's fine. Yeah. You know, it's totally cool. Um, you're going out of your way actually to come and serve for us because uh, specifically for for the well, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Like Sundays are pretty crazy. They're pretty long, but they're pretty they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, in, in that sense, having to say like, okay, like I can't serve today because I have to I have to be a husband or I have yeah. a family thing or whatever. Um, but saying yes in general to God, like okay, God, like I have this ability that you give me. I want to use it for you. Yeah. Boom, pause that real quick. Just. No, yeah, dude. I think that's so important. And I think it's, you can't get so caught up with the ministry that you forget the heart. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, I think things on some, we had a guest speaker at our church the other day and he was saying this and it really hit home to me. He was saying, if God has a purpose for you, there shouldn't be anxiety. Like they shouldn't collide. Mm -hmm. It should be, it should be peace. And I think, like if you're married, like the Bible stresses so much, like how this is the priority. Mm -hmm. That's your, like that's like your that's your priority. Mm -hmm. That that is the priority. And I have to check myself because there's times I'm like, I want, but like I have opportunity and like, mm -hmm. and she's like, well, what about me? And I have to like be like, well, what what are you doing, dog? Like you're trying to serve people so much, you forget about like the heart. Is and I think the moments I'm trying to do ten different things at once and yeah. try to get after it is not because I'm truly wanting to help people. If I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. Is because I'm insecure in myself, mm. and by like I don't need. It's not like I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to do this podcast and go get some because I need people to see I can do it, and mm -hmm. it makes me feel good. Yeah. And my wife is the first. I love her so much, and you know, iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. But she will check me sometimes, <laughs> and man, ooh, like you want to see? I'm like, like you get mad because you know it's true. Yeah. And like she sees straight through, and I'm like, that's why she's my wife. Yeah, because my wife really helped shape me. Like <laughs> I had no backbone, and I wear my heart on, the on my sleeve. Yeah, so I used to take like everything like to my heart and just yeah. like cringe and cry in the corner. Yeah, but she really helped me develop like being able to like be tough. Yeah, <laughs> she's a tough woman. That's how. That's my wife straight up. See, bro, you get it. Yeah. No, but she'll be the first to check me and tell me sometimes, like, do you need to go this early? Like, yeah. She's like, oh, and she'll, and dude, she'll say, she'll be like, well, is, isn't this your ministry? Isn't this the priority? And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, first off, it's like, <laughs> I was like, don't speak to me like that. <laughs> no, but it's real. I think, and that's life, whatever yeah. it is. Like, um, I, I've had the opportunity to do a lot of like sports growing up, especially like boxing and right. stuff. And seeing people who grown up and gone professional and doing these things, like the one thing you I always hear would hear my coaches say, anytime people were, we were getting like ready for the Olympics or any of the teammates where he would always be like, don't forget what you're doing. Don't get so caught up with the flash. He's like, right. that's cool. Mm -hmm. Say, like, but you got to understand what we're, like this hard work is what got you there. And I think it's the same thing with ministry and a heart following God. Like you can't, don't get so caught up. And I think that's true. Like, at least for me, like I can't speak for anyone. Like I know I'm doing it from a wrong point of view or I'm feeling insecure about myself because those are the moments I'm posting. Those are the moments I'm trying to get hundred different people to be on my podcast all on the same day. <laughs> and it's like, I need to do everything and I can't just chill. Yeah. And that's why I love my wife. Cause she'll check me. I think sometimes like, like you even saying like hating the client on planning center is so hard, but it's so good for you. Yeah. It's, it's putting things back into perspective and, and really centering. Cause it's so easy to get lost, dude. Yeah. Like, you know how it is. Like it's so easy in, in anything like, take out religion and anything and work and business and sport. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get so lost. And then one day you realize how far you went. And I think it's so good to have people and have mentors and have a church and people around you who will check you. Cause mm -hmm. we all got to get checked every now and then to be like, no, wait, decline. Yeah. And I think that, I think it's important. I think that accountability is important. Mm -hmm. I think it's something um, our culture doesn't necessarily like nowadays, but it's so good. Yeah. And I think like, I wouldn't be in a, Dude, I am. I won't even say man. I like my man. I want to be the guy I am today if it wasn't for accountability and like having people and things to check me and like. And I think it's so important. I think it's so good. Um, how has that helped you in life? It has really helped me out, especially in recent years where when, when we lived in in Easton. Yeah, we we were fortunate to have a decent like beginner place for a married couple. Yeah, 
Um, it wasn't the best during like the coldest of winters and the hottest <laughs> summers. Oh yeah, that's how so, it'll be up there, man. <laughs> so we were always like looking like for excuses to like get out, go do stuff. Yeah. Go visit my my in-laws in LA and stay over there for a little bit. Um, but now uh, in uh, January of last year, we bought a home. Yeah. Um, so now we're really understanding what it means to be home. Yeah. Um, I I'm I'm still the kind of person who's like, oh, it's Saturday, let's go out, or whatever. But uh, during the work week, or if I'm serving during the week and I'm home, or I'm out late, and I don't get home till like super late. I'm starting to appreciate rest and being at yeah. home, and just uh, appreciating, you know this blessing that God has been able to give me and my wife mm-hmm. um, and just time of where we're just hanging out on the couch or we're just watching like one of our, sh- our favorite shows or we, we cook dinner at home or whatever it may be with all these different little things I'm finding value in yeah, uh, because those are opportunity of rest for me. And uh, I, I feel like sometimes I have a pretty like creative mind, like, and I hit like a creative high and I'm just like, oh, I got to make this graphic real quick. It's like yeah. 12 o'clock at night. And I got to make this graphic. Right. Um, but I'm able to put that energy towards um, uh, an activity or doing something at home where we're just able to spend time together. Yeah. Or if I'm able to just mow the, mow the lawn yeah. or rake up leaves or um, give my dog a bath. Yeah. <laughs> just different things like that. And um, it's, it's allowing me to appreciate downtime. Yeah. And the ability to just breathe and um saturdays (laughs) i live for saturdays because those are the days where i don't have to i'm always be honest i don't have to wear jeans i don't have to wear my boots i don't have to go leave the house or anything i can just be home and just be me and just spend time at home with my wife and my dog and just yeah chill and relax and um even in that moments of rest like i still find god yeah, because I take a moment to step back and say, like, "Wow, like you yeah. been so good to us." Like how you say, like, <laughs> you don't feel like, like like you're a man. I'm having a hard time with that, especially when I turn on my TV and they're like these big burly guys. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm 19 years old. I'm right? Like, you're like, what? <laughs> when did this happen? Kind of juice you drinking? I did not look like that. I just feel like I'm an old tired kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that has to pay uh, a mortgage and all these other different things. Like, how did I get here? Yeah. And I mean, honestly, the way that we got here was because of God and yeah. his, his um, provision and just everything that he's been able to do for us. And yeah. Um, just appreciating all that he is and all that he's done. Awesome, bro. I like it. Yeah, man. Sometimes rest is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. It's like forced rest. Yeah. Well, dude, we went, time has flown. <laughs> like, yeah, it felt, it's felt like it's been 15 minutes and really? it's been about an hour or something. Wow. It's been awesome having you, bro. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, Love man. to have you on again oh, and definitely. talk a lot about coffee. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, before we even started the podcast, it immediately started off. Hey man, how you been? Start talking about coffee, and we could <laughs> we could do a, a a series on that. Oh heck yes, and we might. No. Yeah, maybe. I'm down. So yeah, dude. Um, one thing I ask all my guests before mm-hmm. we end the episode is um, let's say for a quick moment, you have the whole world listening, bro. Every language, every tongue, every faith, religion, worldview. Everyone's listening to this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say? Um, be good to each other, because it's easier to hate but it takes a lot more work to love mm. and um, you can use a lot more of that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> like it. Thanks for coming on, bro. Yeah, man.